You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. Olympic commentators should just cut the chit-chat and explain the sport. By Alex Davies. Luge looks silly. It looks easy, too. Lie down on a sled, let gravity do the work, climb the podium. In reality, of course, luge is fascinatingly complex. And, as American Emily Sweeney's brutal crash this week made clear, it's dangerous, too. A good start is crucial. That's where the gloves with little spikes on the fingertips come in. The rule of thumb says every one one-hundredth of a second you lose up top compounds to one-tenth of a second by the end of the run. Aerodynamics is so important, sliders practice their form in wind tunnels. Because that form includes keeping their head back, they rely on peripheral vision and memory to steer if you can call flexing your feet and shoulders to manipulate a sled steering. Winning requires finding the perfect line through a dozen or so turns on a course made of ice whose exact shape changes from one run to the next. Of course, you'd know none of this from watching luge during the Winter Olympics. That's because NBC's commentators focus more on things like the American loser who had an at-home luge track as a kid and something called a clean line that apparently matters a lot. You wouldn't know that the sled these people ride as fast as 90 miles an hour is actually a patch of fiberglass barely bigger than an Olympian tuchus atop a pair of overgrown fish hooks. Those are bowed, so most of the time just a few inches of the sled is touching the ice. I learned that by calling Chris Whiteman, a former Olympian who's now president of the Ontario Luge Association, who told me about the challenges in commanding one of these sleds. If you sneezed, Whiteman says, it would go out of control. The speed, the precision, that's the kind of thing that gives me, a know-nothing, a glimpse of what losers love about their sport. The kind of thing that helps me become an informed spectator. It's maddening that after watching several hours of the sport, men, women, and the ungainly doubles, and listening to the commentary, you'd still have no idea what's going on. What these talking heads should do is talk about the sport the way they would to someone who's not an expert at all. They should find and feast on the things that convey what makes each sport special, worthy of a place in the Olympiad. There's more than enough to fill up airtime. 
like the fact that biathletes train to shoot between heartbeats or what kind of RPMs your body has to hit to land a quadruple jump, or that cross-country skiers use wax that can either grip snow or slide over it, depending on whether they're going up or downhill. It's not impossible. Johnny Weir and Tara Lipinski do a lovely job explaining how scoring works in ice skating, with commentary on why completing a quad spin and falling is better than landing a triple. Bodie Miller taught me that in slalom, some results come down to a skier's waxing skills, which sucks, by the way. But those are the big marquee sports, popular to the point of familiarity. My favorite thing about the Olympics is that it's the one time you see all the really weird stuff. Biathlon, speed skating, curling, the heck-why-not combination of ski jumping and cross-country skiing, the lunacy of skeleton that prompted a seminal tweet from Leslie Jones. Now more than ever, we can watch all of the weird and funky sports thanks to the multiplication of TV channels and online streaming. I can skip the primetime broadcast and watch one bobsledding quartet after another jump into an iron tub on its way downhill. But to go from idle curiosity to the active appreciation these world-class athletes deserve, I need to know what to look for and what to listen for. I need a guide, not a commentator. If NBC is going to maintain its grip over Olympic broadcast rights, the Peacock has two years to figure this out before the Tokyo Games, because I'm going to have a lot of questions about canoe slalom. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.